First question being, who are you? We're going to discuss this more. Second question being, who are you becoming? And third question being, who do you want to be? It's great. All right. Can I get a... (laughs) Dude, I love to clap. Seriously. It's like, honestly, even when I'm celebrating my friends, I'm like, I love clapping. So clapping is a And you know, you got a a great clap. (laughs) It's strong, right? It's loud. It it brings... And he has some some that's like slap, but you got like like the best of both worlds. You get a a slap (laughs) and a thud. Yes. energy Dude, that's what you I want man when I opened that workbook last night I was like <laughs> <laughs> it's great okay welcome to the grow or die coaching podcast this is this is new you know I've been thinking about this a little bit more I actually was talking to a friend probably like three weeks ago and I was sharing some stuff with him and sharing some content he was like you got to somehow put this out and so Started thinking about it, and um, this idea came to fruition, and I'm excited to do it. Now, when I say coaching podcast, we're actually going to be doing a coaching session in this podcast. And, you know, for Grow It Eye, the purpose is healthy, sustainable growth for every leader. So when I'm thinking about a podcast and thinking about the idea of one, I want to show a journey. And I want to just show a journey like maybe one session. I want to show the whole sessions, right? All of it. How do we show someone from point A to point B? What does it look like to grow? How do you grow in a healthy way? How do you do this thing? What happens when you fail? How do you navigate all the things that you're working through? And so to be able to do a journey podcast just got me excited and fired up because that is a part of Grow or Die because I want people to see the journey of growth and what it looks like. Sometimes we have this vision of growth and it seems so grand and it's got to be perfect. Growth is messy. Growth is all over the place. And that's a fun part about it is that you don't have to have it all together. So through this podcast, I think you're going to experience that and you're going to see a little bit more of that. And for this season, so we're going to do a whole season with one person. We got one person who's going to be through this podcast who I'll introduce you to in a second. And then future seasons, it could be a group. It could be um, a couple. It could be a, a bunch of stuff. So I'm excited to see where this goes. So we are going to dive in. Man, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> are you ready for this, man? This is going to be fun. I am fucking ready. Oh, I, I am ready. I'm ready. That was the one piece of feedback, by the way, that like I got from my mom. And she's my biggest fan. Yeah. The A Beautiful Chaos podcast was like, you need to relax on the profanity. <laughs> she's like, it's really, really raw. Like, she's, you're not Gary V. <laughs> so I don't know who taught you Gary V, but yes, I'm ready. So awesome. Ready. This is going to be fun. I really am excited to just coach you, bro. I mean, this is, this is a, a real coaching session. So we're going to be going through this pretty fast. So, I mean, it's going to be like a two, three month period. So it's going to be faster. I'm typically doing it, but man, a lot of good content. And so I want to ask you first, because, you know, when you think about coaching, it can be vulnerable. It's a little bit more transparent. Why did you want to do this? Right. I asked you 
Hey, Stephen, what do you think about this? This is an idea. Really wanted to start with you. Why say yes to this? Such a good question. So I think in the easiest answer would be like, I'm in a really healthy, intentional, transformational part of my life. Hmm. Um, I'm 32 years old. I've had, and I do confidently say to people that I don't know if there's anybody that's lived a better life than me. It's been filled with hard work, with adversity, but I've truly been able to live a life I never could have imagined. And the reality is, through a lot of reflecting, is it's somewhat been unfulfilling, Hmm. you know? And I think as I think about, and it was specifically when I turned 30, and I started thinking about this long-term life, you know, and and what it really could be, if I started being more like the tortoise and less like the hare, right? Which we can joke about all we want, but the other way to think about it is how can I get to be focused on staying consistently good instead of being occasionally great? And whether it was my injuries from working out um, and a lot of like intense and relaxed, like COVID was an interesting time for me in the technology space Like, I've never worked more hours and just, like, somewhat of a thankless. I would never consider myself, like, a first responder, but we were getting the healthcare systems set up to be able to process COVID COVID claims. It was a crazy, crazy couple years. And I also was very much isolated during COVID, which I think everybody was. And it was one of those times where I had a lot of time to spend with myself. And uh, I think what's exciting is I know that there's so much more in me. And I've also been on this journey of getting better at asking for help. I've been a little bit of a a lone soldier um, and also somebody that's been really motivated by like the chip on my shoulder. Uh, That chip is gone, Mm. but I think it's also really an intentional thing I'm working on is to have humility and ask people that I really respect for help. And I just couldn't ask for a better role model, idol, mentor, friend um, who's been there for me for the last you know, six months very intensely and then inspiring me for the last couple of years we've known each other. Um, it's a very long-winded answer of I just have a lot more in me and I want to see what it looks like. I love that. You mentioned the Taurus and the hair, and that is a big contrast for you. And you are used to fast pace. So what brought that shift? I mean, that's a big shift. I wonder, I want to say too, like, and I hate to chalk things up to like the trauma of this back injury, but it's one of those things like, We've talked a little bit about like how like I want to be a great dad someday. And like my last herniated disc, like you saw me. I mean, like it not only kills you mentally because you can't do what you want, but now I'm almost living this life of fear, right? Like every time I bend down, every time I bend my knees or get low or play with my dog and like that weird moment, you know, and this is the fourth iteration, right? My fourth herniated disc. It's like, maybe you don't, maybe you're doing it wrong. (laughs) You know, like maybe you need to spend time on mobility and flexibility and stretching and warming up. And like these things that you know you should be doing, but, and I'm all about this James Clear guy right now, right? But it's like the, the plateau of latent potential, (laughs) right? And I wrote this because I wrote it down in my journal because I was like, I have to remember this, but it's like, it's so easy for us to not eat bad food because it makes us fat or feel like shit faster. But when it comes to doing the little good things right, it's so fucking hard. Mm. It's so flopping hard <laughs> to get through. It's, <laughs> You're so, trying. Hey, it's, so, it's so hard to do all of the little things. And 
the joke I make with my significant other all the time is like brushing my teeth twice a day. Mm. Like I know when I go to bed, nobody's going to talk to me. No one's going to see me. I'm just going to get it done in the morning. You know, if I have a root canal in 10 years, I'm going to be pretty pissed off that I didn't just brush my teeth twice mm. a day. But again, long-winded answer to just uh, some events in my life that really caused me to stop and say, you have to start playing the long game. Mm. And that was something for me too. And not to go like down a, a very personal path too, but I did live a life where I enjoyed every fucking day like it was my last. Mm. Like to a detrimental degree. And it miraculously worked out for my career, my relationships. But I'm telling you, I've lived so hard and fast because every day felt like a gift. Mm. You know, and then when I hit that 30th birthday, I was like, fuck, dude. I was like, fuck, dude. <laughs> I, was, I was like, this is going to go on for a while, mm. you know? And, you know, whether it's something like we talk about with like some of my like investments, like even something as simple as like, man, if I had just taken the Jim Cramer and put $10,000 in an index fund when I was 20, what that would look like now that I was 30. Mm. When you look back at the 10 years of like how many failed 10,000x investments you were trying to do, the reality is, compounding the right behaviors daily yields amazing results. Mm. And it's hard to not look back at that wasted time, but I do feel amazing these days at 32, and I know I have an amazing road ahead. I love that. You you talked a lot about just there's more in you, and I love that. And so when you think about this time we're going to have, you know, meeting weekly, coaching sessions, and you you're having this feeling like there's more in me, What's something maybe specific or maybe a couple things specific you would like to get out of this? And I think it's, I'm going to focus on like specific outcomes, but there's also really, I don't know if they're like demons in me or if it's just simply human nature, but like I have this, this reaction to that question of like, I want to stop caring about money. Mm. It's such an interesting theme in my life that's always correlated to how valuable I feel. And I really want to get away from that. And I think I, I openly and honestly have the privilege to get away from it. But what we've talked about recently too, is like, as much as I say that, I know that money is something that's going to drive my ability to add a lot more value in this world, but I want to measure my life and my worth differently. So I think that's definitely a, a really big objective. But I think when it comes to outcomes too, is I want to feel great every day. And I want my actions to be aligned to the person that I know I can be. And I want to be able to keep that person present consistently. Right. What I mean by that is like, I give this example of my dogs, right. And like using my dogs as a starting point to when I feel like I'll be ready to have a kid. But yet I still come back and have a, you know, in this dog, just for everybody, the dog doesn't speak English. She doesn't know what I'm saying, but I still have visceral reactions and frustration with my dog when she does things that just blow your mind, like rip up the entire couch. Like I want to get to a point where I come home and I see things like that. And I'm like, I need to do better, mm. right? Like taking the accountability, which I've always been so great at doing in business and in work, but why can't I be consistent and have that same mentality, that same mindset of empathy, compassion, understanding? 
Um, so how can I consistently show up and be the person that I know I can be? Mm. I love that. You mentioned that you felt like you did it well at work. Was there something at work that helped you do that well? It's so weird, man. I used to call it like keeping my business hat on, you mm. know, and I reference this a lot with like, uh, I literally talked about this morning with, um, Gina, but, um, she helps us with marketing and she's a really good friend too, but it's like, when I used to write an email, I think about this all the time when I was an intern. I mean, I would write this five paragraph novella that fast forward five years later was thank you, Mm. you know, but like I used to be so verbose and so grandiose and so what I felt like I covered every single aspect of it. And then over time you learn about community and accountability, responsibility, conciseness, and that person became so much more refined And I hate to say it's because of money and being paid, but it was also a lot about the corporate journey I was on and trying to, I'm fascinated by this with corporations because it just takes one of those emails to ruin your fucking life. Mm. What you feel is your life at the time. But like, I was always so proud of my intern to vice president, you know, and I got to VP before I was 30 years old. It was an amazing meteoric rise managing 5,000 people. And I think about every fucking email I wrote during Mm. that acclimation. And it's amazing. And I think that pedigree and looking at what I was doing and how it was accumulating was something I was intensely emotionally attached to, but it was all, it all could be ruined with one mistake. Mm. And I I carried that baggage with me every day. And that was what was interesting because why would I put so much value on my career? But Mm. I think a lot of us, we, you, you don't really, and this is interesting too. So whether it's like a relationship, a job, but like, what is it that you spend the most time doing and how do you put a value on it? Mm. You know? And like, when I think about it in hindsight, I'm like, well, it was a job and I was working for someone else and there was a lot of good things I did, but there was a lot of bad things you have to do when you're working for a corporation, whether it's layoffs or budget cuts, you know, there's all sorts of stuff and it's, uh, it's really interesting when I think uh, when I think about it in detail. I love it. Yeah, I don't I, know. Yeah. I love how you like. I can ask you a question. Some people I might have to ask three or four or five follow up questions to my question because I need to like pull out. You instantly go bam, <laughs> and you like are coming out with all these insights, and I love that. And that that makes this a fun session. Yeah. I think about this stuff a lot, you know, and uh, whether it was in the past or, and I think this is part of what's so fascinating about taking time and reflecting. And and I don't mean that topically, and you know me enough, like, I really mean that of like, taking a situation where I sent an email and had a bad outcome and thinking about how the next email I sent was going to be architected in a way that made that person feel good. And I got what I needed out of the, like, that's something where, like, whether it's my INTJ, being a Virgo, Myers-Briggs, Big D, Little C, analysis paralysis, like, fucking exhausting. <laughs> but, yeah, you ask me a question, I'm going <laughs> to, we're going to get into it. <laughs> so that could be good, but it also could be dangerous. So it's almost like, you want to go deep, you want to be able to pull and, yourself and, back up. Yeah, and you'll never, you'll never hurt my feelings. Be like, 
<laughs> no, but I think it's good. Like, yeah. I mean, to for you to be able to process, I think that's part of this. I want you to be able to freely process, but also, yeah, you're right. I mean, there might be some times, all right, let's let's pull back <laughs> over here. You <laughs> went way over here. Let's bring it back, but this is great. And it's interesting because when you talk about, like, coaching, too, I, I tend to not really see too much of a difference between, like, the outcomes I hope to get from coaching as I would from, like, a therapist, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't mean to put that weight on you. But to me, it's the the same outcome I hope for where tomorrow I can have a better understanding of why I feel a certain way and be able to react and be proactive about my next steps in life. Like I can be mental, it can be physical, it can be material, but at the end of the day, I just I want to come out of all these coaching sessions and be better equipped with mm. and like the science would be like taking in sensory information through my lymphatic system and being able to make the right reaction intelligently not emotionally yeah (laughs) but eqs i think a a huge one and i think coaching here and the work we'll do together will hopefully help make me aware of tendencies and things that i have to actively manage 100 percent. and another thing i'll add to like this coaching is like more of the intentional accountability of where you want to go right and so opposed to i i mean therapists are incredible and they give you tools to work through I feel like this coaching as this layer of, all right, we're about to walk alongside you to get to where you need to go. Can I throw you a curveball too? I think about this a lot and this could be for another whole session that we have, (laughs) but like, do you ever feel like when you're in the coaching position, like, do you actually expect me to not tell you, I want to help tons of people. I want to have a beautiful family. I want to be charitable and philanthropic. Like at the end of the day, I, I honestly sometimes feel like we're programmed to think that we're all aspiring to the perfect person, right? That has a huge business that employs thousands of people that adds tons of value and sells products and services that are only good and great. Like, do you almost know it's, it's like, is it true? Like, is, is that what we're all working towards? And like, is that, is that where we're going? You know, that's why I love reflection. And that's something we're even going to talk about even more in depth in future sessions, because We know what we know based upon what we've experienced, who we've been around, and some things we may want because of what we've been encountered up until now. And there's nothing wrong with that. But as we mature, as we grow, as we we process more of who we are and understand more things, that could shift a little bit. And that's totally fine. And so we will talk about this today. But, yeah, I, I, I love people bringing whatever they have to the table. Like, bring it all. If that's what you feel right now, great. I will never judge it. But hopefully as you're getting to know yourself better, you might say, huh, you know, in the past, I probably would have said this. But as I'm getting to know myself better and seeing more clearly where I want to go, it feels like this makes more sense. Yeah, I love it. Love it. Love that. Okay. So I want to tell you my hope for you as we do this. Um, there's, there's really four core values that I function out of. And I feel like when I think about this and where I see us going with this, these are the things I would love to see happen. You know, with growth, it takes time. So I don't think this is going to be a a miracle uh, series, right? Like series of sessions where at the end you're like, oh, my goodness, I did it. I'm fixed. I'm ready to go. No, like this is a journey for the rest of your life. And part of me is is saying, I want to be a part of that journey. And in this moment of time, we have this focused attention around your journey. Let's make the most of it. Let's see you come out in um, a brighter sight. 
So these are kind of four, th- four things that I think about that I think is going to be really, really good for you, but also really they're my core values. First is focus, which I think you will love to get focused, right? <laughs> um, and what focus to me is like building healthy and sustainable habits and routine. Like that, that's a part of focus. When you think about your day-to-day, what you do, what are the things that you're doing that help keep you aligned? And also this helps you avoid burnout. So part of people burning out is they're doing so much, their mind is so full, and they're just going, 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 going. If they have healthier habits and routines in their life, they can have more direction and be able to avoid some of the burnout they're experiencing. So that's the first thing, focus. Second is education. I want to help you build the skills you need to start unlocking some of the potential you have. So you mentioned earlier, there's more in me. I see it 100%. And so what are the things that you need to work on? I'm going to give you assessment for that to where you start to see like, okay, this is this. Let me start working on this because if I can really master or get better at this skill, who knows what I'll be able to do with it two to three years from now, right? So there's education, influence. This is like my promise to you. When I think about influence, I think about listening and adding value. So part of my job is to listen to you. That's why I want you to talk about whatever you want to talk about. I want you to elaborate on things because the more I can hear what you're talking through, the better I can serve you. And so when I think about listening and I think about adding value. So after every session, what I typically do is I go home, I go and write in my journal. I have a listen daily journal and I write down what, what I heard from you. I write down any clarifying questions. I write down what insights I got from it and then how I can add value to you. And so part of that is me understanding where you're coming from so that in our next session, I'm bringing in more value that's going to be more intentional for you. So that's the influence. And then lastly, it's transformation. I want you to make progress. I want you to make progress. Now, progress, I hopefully I will help you redefine how you even think about progress. Because usually when we think about progress, it's all about accomplishments. Oh, I did this. No. We're going to talk about from the smallest of things to maybe even bigger things. But I want you to be able to see progress in the way that you're thinking, in the way you're talking through things, the way that you're taking action. I will notice the little things to help you start to see the journey long term. And so... Those are the things, those are my promises to you as we go through this. Awesome. Any thoughts on that? I love it. I love it, man. And I think um, I'm always fascinated, too, on the influence one. I think it's just interesting to even hear somebody mention that and then to even correlate it back to listening and adding value. You know, it's just not necessarily the first thing I think about, but it's so it's encouraging, you know. And I think there's something about you, too. I always joke with Kay. I'm like, you know, I signed up with Ike today. He asked me a question, and I talked for 29 minutes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, it's, it's, it's interesting, and, yeah. and you don't miss a beat, you know? And I think uh, one of the things I, I know I need help with, too, is there's so much that's coming through my mind. What's the important shit? Mm. Important stuff. You know, like, what's the, what's the key themes? What are the things that we can boil into a concept and I can focus on? Mm. I love it. So that brings us to today, which I'm excited about. We are going to spend... A little bit of intro, so we're going to talk through kind of like the framework of Grow or Die, why I do that, and then we're going to move into specifically who you are. That is a loaded question, and <laughs> we're not going to be able to unpack that all today, right? But we're going to be able to talk about it in such a way that's going to help us do some coaching around that and help you kind of like start to think through things, and I'll have you give you homework towards the end of this cool. so you can work on that. 
But let's let's first kind of dive into just the grower die picture of it. Um, so what you'll see up here, there is a picture of A to B. And I just want to hear, like, when you look at this, A to B, what do you think about? What comes to your mind? What's A and what's B? You yeah. Know? I think it's like one of the things. And then it's like, it's funny because I always like, you, you'll think back to like algebra. And I'm like, so <laughs> what does A need to get to B? You know, like what's mm-hmm. the big difference between the two? Mm. And definitely whether or not the distance you drew is relative. Sure. <laughs> your mind's so brilliant. You're like, process, what's the distance and all that? But no, this is good because the picture is you have a starting point and you have a proposed ending point. And then you have all this middle ground. Like, what are you going to do? So the cool thing is, this is A. I love thinking about just A and B because it's not defined, but you're thinking about it. Okay, you have A, you have B. What is that? Where am I going? What's happening here? And so I want you to have this picture of you're on a journey. Coaching, life, it's all a journey. So this is a journey that you're going on with this, but also as you're thinking about your life, it's more of a journey as well. So, you know, we've talked about this before, but I really want to reiterate this because I think this is important. I also want to hear some of your thoughts because there are questions we're constantly asking ourselves every single day. Some questions are good. Some questions are bad. Some questions are toxic. And the challenge with it, a lot of these questions that we are asking, no one knows because we just keep it in our heads all day long. So there's these questions that are going on in our head that are influencing how we're living our day to day, but no one knows them. And so I want to give a framework of questions to ask that are good for us because these are the questions that will push us forward, opposed questions that are constantly dragging us down and move us in the wrong direction. So I wanna start here, right? So when you think about this space right here, I think a big question people are asking is where do I fit in? Now, this isn't always this external thing. You're not going to go to your friends or like, where do I fit in here? But it is a question when people are in a room with a lot of people, they're asking this question, Where do I fit in? Who are my people? Who should I be talking to? Who should I engage with? So when you see this question, does that resonate with you? How does that connect with you? It does. And it's heavy. I don't know why I look at that question. It's just, it's heavy. You know, because I do think that I want to fit in, but then there's also like all the work I've done on myself to get to this point. And it's like, what is in? Mm. You know, what am I I know I'm a square peg and I'm not going to find a round hole, you know, but like, it's heavy. It's a heavy question, man. It's really hard to answer too. And it's a question a lot of people are asking. I mean, you don't even have to pay, you don't even have to listen to people. You just have to watch people in a room. They're just trying to find, (laughs) where do I go? What do I do? Should I talk this way? Should I talk that way? Should I engage this way? Would this person find this funny? I kind of want to be around them. Would they want to hang out with me? I mean, it's stuff that is going on in people's mind, which is why some people play this out before they even go out, which gives them anxiety and makes them not want to go out at all, right? So these are big questions people are asking themselves. And I think it's one of the things to be aware because this is like a starting point for a lot of people. They're thinking about where they fit in. But as you kind of move forward, 
and you start processing through life a little bit more, another question is, like, what's popular? It's like people actually thinking through, what is popular? <laughs> what, what's out there? You know, what, what should I be doing? So this is, this is life people are living now. We have apps. We have television. We have all these things of people who are telling us. We don't have to go searching for it very far. You know, in the past, there was like the Internet, so you have to intentionally go and look. Not, maybe not everybody watch TV, so they'll get a commercial here and there. Now you cannot, you can stay in your house all day and be inundated with ads and everything there is and people who are telling you what's popular. Whether it's popular or not, you're hearing about it. So you being in a tech world and understanding that, like, what are your thoughts about this? Like, do you feel overwhelmed with all the things that are coming your way and feeling that maybe you have to do all of them or you should buy everything or how, how do you navigate that? Yeah, this one's like a, a mind melter, you know, because like <clears throat> if I thought about it from like a provider perspective, right? So if I'm building tech and forget about tech, just any business, but like, do you look for a low quantity, high quality market or mm-hmm. do you try to appeal to the most diverse population of people that we've ever had mm-hmm. in the history of the world who all have access to so much information that confuses the hell out of them about what way the herd is even going, you know? And and now it's so cool to be walking the other way and you just have everybody going all over the place. I think this is part of what drives so much of that anxiety and insecurity with people. It's like there's not even a direction that the majority is going in. Mm. And I think tech has, has played a huge part in making that so difficult for everybody because Everybody knows everything. <laughs> you know, there's almost no no qualifications to who is able to learn what. Mm. It, it's such a weird concept. But I think about when I see this too, like what's popular from a like a consumer perspective versus a provider too. Like I wear, and so just like as we're on here, like I will look like I'm wearing the exact same thing every single day of our sessions. So we're having this in multiple days. It's not just one long session. I'm going to wear the same thing because that's a stressful aspect. Like I don't want to draw attention to me in a good way or a bad way. Mm. I don't want to appear like I'm trying to be fashion forward or that I don't give a shit. I just want to be not noticed, Mm. right? Rather, I actually want people to hear what I have to say versus which in and of itself is now an image, and a, and, a, and a type of person that everybody notices as the person is trying to be like that. Is there something that drove you in that direction? Because that is, seemed very thought out, and you've thought through that. Have you experienced it in the opposite way and saying, I don't want that? Or how did you come have about you, thinking you, that way? Have uh, heard, like, my arrogant Instagram experience? Like, not arrogant. Uh, so I had this this moment of time where I was very public on social media, and right now, I have every color suit you could imagine. I used to have a ridiculous watch collection because I got to a point where I didn't want people to see me working out in the same outfit. Mm. I was traveling to India for work with three suitcases, one for shoes, one for work gear, one for workout stuff. Mm. Like It got to a point where when you have the opportunity to reflect on that and now trying to be a minimal person, it was disgusting. You know, but it's like you get so wrapped up in the stupid aspect of like, well, 
you don't want people to see you wearing the same watch or wearing the same suit or wearing the same clothes. Like, how ridiculous. So I just swung that pendulum the complete opposite way. And now it's like, maybe I'll wear a different set of slides. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was actually something like I had tried so hard to be colorful and never have the same outfit on and always in the public spotlight. And now it's, uh, it's also a growth opportunity. I think it was a growth aspect of me too, where I was like, and it's so funny, right? And this is like the way too deep and craziness in my head is as much as I want to say it's growth. It's also like now I'm trying so hard to not have any personality show in how I appear. So yeah, I'm not sure what's popular. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you sharing because right or wrong, right? We're not here to find what is right, what's wrong. People are thinking this way. And I think for some people, they've never really expressed that. And so they might hear this and they're like, man, that's how my head is working. And I think that's a starting place to understand how am I thinking through these things? Instead of ignoring it, it's like, let's, let's really identify and start thinking through that. And so you have this picture of like, okay, your day to day, here's where I'm at. Where do I fit in? Who are my people? You're looking outwardly all the time to see, okay, what's popular out there, you know, what, what should I do? Oh, this new thing came out. Should I buy it? Oh, well, my friend bought it, so I should buy it too. And there's like that mindset that's constantly happening. And then there's another where we think about often because people are thinking about their future, their families, uh, finances, all of that. What do I want to do with my life? Now, you in your 30s, I'm sure, I'm curious to hear how was it like in your 20s and how have you navigated that? Now you're in kind of an entrepreneurial space, so... What was that like for you, and how does this still impact you today? It's uh, it's funny. Like at one point, I thought this would just be like an easy exam that I had to take today, but and just let me think out loud. Um, you know, I always knew that it would have been like owning my own business and being my own boss, and it was again mostly driven by like trying to get the chip off my shoulder and prove people in my life at that point wrong and be my own person and live my own life. But I started out with a car washing business and it was entrepreneurial. And even with SV Technology, my next business I started in the email marketing space. After that, I remember thinking to myself, like, I'm not cut out for this shit. Mm. You know, like, I'm a great number two, you know, like, and then you work in that number two space for a while and you work for other people for a while and you have a couple of those opportunities where you're not the decision maker. And you have to execute orders, you know, and it's like this almost conditioning over the years where now I'm back to and you see the the seat I'm trying to sit in, too. It's like I really don't want to be the number one, but I do want to teach everybody what I've learned about how to build and scale. Hmm. But it's back to like, what do I want to do with my life? It's how can I add as much value as I possibly can without killing myself in the process? Hmm. And I think it's really a, a spiritual question for me, too, because I don't know who I'm trying to be, per se. But it's weird because like, I feel like growing up, you're always wondering, like, at some point, will people know my name like they know Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk? And it's like I never thought to myself, like, I was able to be that person. And now I feel like I'm educated enough where I would never want to be that person. Mm -hmm. But I'm so impressed with what they've been able to do. 
you know, and I think that's where there's definitely a lot of influences that we know about that I'm inspired by, you know, um, I don't know if I answered your question, but that's cool. That's fine. You, you, (laughs) you headed in that direction. And when I listen to you, I want you to correct me if I'm wrong. I'm hearing a number one type vision with a fight to be a number two. Yeah. It's interesting. It's, it's not, you're not wrong. You know, it's, uh, I think a lot of it too is like, I just, uh, heavy as the head that wears the crown, you know, like it's hard. It's hard being in the spotlight and, when we get to like the skills component, like, and I've had the opportunity to speak in front of tens of thousands of people before, like, I don't like it. I never see it for myself, but then it's like, well, how am I going to inspire a lot of people? Well, I'll make a YouTube channel, <laughs> you know, like, so how is it that I can kind of work through the process and work on the things that I'm not comfortable with? And there's also absolutely the person that I've buried deep in my soul of like, you're not fucking worthy. You know, like that's not for you, you know, you will serve and you will work for others. And I think that's something that I just like, I almost talk myself out of with affirmations on a daily basis, you know? Yeah. Like you can be that person. You see the types of people and I won't name names, but there's people in the media, in the spotlight, managing huge amounts of responsibility that I know I can perform at those levels. But it's also like not in a way to spite them, but also why would I cap myself at anything less? I love this. You know, what's interesting is, yeah, if you are asking yourself, if these questions are dominating in your head more, this is going to be a battle for the rest of your life. But if you shift the questions you're asking and ask those questions more and more and more, it may be it may start to be easier for you to see what being a number one looks like now with a a different change in perspective. So this one is all outsourced. I mean, we have to look outward to find it all. And that's why it's so hard. What's this person doing? It's exhausting because they're constantly changing. We're changing. And it's almost a shift. And I know this is how you're thinking more. And I want you to just own this and this mentality of I for whatever I'm going to do in the future, it's always going to be an inward work. I am going to figure it out by understanding myself more and more and more and more, getting comfortable in my own skin, understanding what I'm capable of and running in that direction. That's something no one can take away from you. They can take away the outside stuff, but the stuff that you get inwardly, no one can take that away. And it's a beautiful thing to really dive into that. This, people can strip this away in a second. You put our identity in something that was popular a year ago and it's not popular anymore, then you feel like you have to find something else to scrummage around. You start asking yourself bigger questions, and that's what we're going to discuss. I think it's going to be even a bigger game changer for you. And what I want you to be able to do, and part of this process in coaching, I don't want you just to ask yourself these questions. I want you to own it, to believe it, and to buy into it in such a way it starts to move you in your day-to-day. So first question being, who are you? We're going to discuss this more. Second question being, who are you becoming? And third question being, Who do you want to be? And I love kind of like this arrow picture here. And I'll tell you why. 
I feel like we all kind of resonate with something a little bit more. And I want everybody to see that you're not just thinking about one, you're thinking about all of it. And part of our life journey is to really understanding who we are, who we're becoming in the process, and who we want to be, and see how all of them really are working together. So when you see these three questions, I know we talked about this before in your podcast, and so I know you even thought through it more. So I'm curious to hear what happens in you as you're thinking through these questions. What are some things that, what some words, some phrases, what comes to your mind? So on the who I am, and I'll be like the the negative Ned, like I am impatient. I tend to sometimes lack understanding. I'm a horrible listener at times. <laughs> and uh, in terms of like my physical health, I am ignorant and arrogant and just out of touch. <laughs> I really am, you know, and I think that's something that has taken a lot of reflection I think being honest has allowed me to figure out some of the answers, or at least what I think is a path that I should be pursuing to go forward, because I hate that about myself. I hate all those things about myself. And I think as I'm, I call it like streaming consciousness, like that's, this is the business hat. Like when I'm doing business or when I'm thinking about it and not reacting, if I'm impulsive, I'm all those things. But I'm, when I'm on, I know how to behave. I know how to get the best out of the people I work with. I know how to get the best out of my family. I know how to treat people, you know, but it's when I'm thinking about something else that I'm not listening to somebody that's, that's having a heartfelt conversation with me. You know, it's, it's being selfish instead of not being interested in what somebody else is saying. It's one of the most disrespectful things I think I do in my life is, and it's not in a dismissive or intentional way but it certainly isn't giving them the time and attention that they deserve. I think all the things I mentioned kind of wrap into like some of those conversations that I have. And uh, a lot of it is, is just my inability to be focused on where I am right now. Mm. You know, this is good. I'm, I noticed when you started talking about even just who you are, you went straight to the negative. Is that where your mind typically goes as you're thinking through that question? Yeah. And like, I wrote down a note in here too, cause it's like, I think so as we as I've been working through this by myself in solitude like I am 100% still thinking about the first questions you had up you know and it's like by thinking about those questions I feel like there's a weird part of me that's like so intentionally trying to do what I've been programmed to do, to know like who I am is actually a pre-written book of the world in front of us yeah. like to really find an authentic version of myself like it's fucking hard, you know? Mm. It's flopping hard. <laughs> I'm going to cut all this out, but it's just, it's a really difficult thing. And I think why I even think about it to that extent, I think it's like, it brings me back to this conversation I used to have with a, a kid I was mentoring. It was like, you know, I want to do charity work. I'm like, you ever actually gone out and picked up trash? Mm. It sucks. It's not fun. Not a great use of your time. You know, like, that's the reality of going and doing some charity work and picking up trash. You ever served soup at a soup kitchen? Mm. It's one of the most heartbreaking things that you'll ever do in your life. Like, is that really what you want to be doing? Is it make you feel good? Like, there's a version of it where you feel good about what you did, but it doesn't feel good doing it. Mm. You know, bad examples, but like, it's, it's the truth, right? If you, at least it's one of my truths. And so it's like, how can you get to a point where you're doing charity and philanthropy that's 
avoiding there needing to be a soup kitchen or needing to be trash on the ground for someone to pick up. Like those are the types of things where it's like really getting to the root of things. And that's where I'm at with my journey of who I want to be is regardless of what I've seen and the lives that these people live and the houses they have or the cars they drive or how many jobs they're able to create, like what really is important to me trying to weave through all the baggage that I have in my life of things I didn't have growing up or things that I think I want is hard. Yeah, it's good. Thanks for sharing that, man. You know, with the questions you mentioned earlier, how you're still thinking about that and a challenge with those questions is it's easier to avoid and escape your gaps when you're asking those questions because you're not looking inward at all. So you're only looking outward, which is why a lot of people are not self-aware because they're looking outward to find stuff and they're not really doing the work inwardly. So they don't know themselves. But when you start asking these questions, it's scary because it exposes your gaps and people don't want to expose their gaps because it makes them more anxious and it shows them where they're not. But by you asking more of these questions more and more and more, you don't see your gaps as a bad thing. You see it as something you can work on, having a growth mindset and moving forward. And so that's what I want to see shift with you more and more, but also shifting from just I look at these questions and I think about all my gaps and it goes very, very negative to I'm aware of my gaps, I'm not going to work on them all at one time, but I will slowly start working on them. But I'm also aware of all the things that are going great and the things I'm doing well, and I'm going to utilize that to help me get momentum to keep going forward, yeah. right? So these are questions we will come back to, we'll work on, and we're going to spend a lot of time here. But I want you to kind of, I want to brand this in your mind of you asking yourself more often, man, who am I? Like, what are things that are in me, things that I'm excited about, things that I'm doing, things that I'm working on. Who am I becoming? Do I like who I'm becoming? What are the things that I'm working on currently right now? And who do I want to be? How is that being expressed in my life now? Now, at first, it could feel overwhelming because those are big questions, but I'm going to help you kind of break it down in such a way where it's a little bit more digestible. And that's what we're going to do with this gigantic question of who you are in your 32 years, right? So... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it like this so you can get a picture of it and ask you some questions around it. Okay. So when you think about who you are, it's really this idea of being present. That's why I love thinking about a home. It's like you coming home, you're hanging out with Kay. It's like the present time for you. You're, you're there, you're present, you're, you're alive, you're feeling just like everything else that you want to do, just kind of push aside for a second, you're thinking about your day, right? And then when you think about this picture, I love, you know, when you get in a plane, obviously you traveled a lot, you look down, everything looks small. You're just like, man, everything seems so small, this is crazy. And what I love about this part, the becoming section, is this is where you're able to work on, because what I love about looking down, I'm like, oh, what if we did this here? And what if we do this here? This is like the improvement stage where you're able to step out of your day to day to be able to look up a little bit higher to see what are the things that you need to work on and shift around and move. And then you move down over here. This is the visionary. This is a person who is able to look way out in the future and think about what is life going to be like. And so I want you to also pay attention to how different these can feel. 
You got someone who is, I just want to be present and here. Let's talk about what we watched on Netflix last night. Let's talk about the game we watch. And then you have the person who's more here and they're like, man, I want to grow. I want to get better. What do I need to implement in life? Do I need to add new habits? Do I need to add new routines? And you think about the person in this world, let's change the world. What can we do to make an impact? Let's impact 10 billion people, right? So you have all these different things and you need all of them in your life. So what people typically do is they go towards one more than the other and they focus in on one. So I kind of want to hear, based upon me giving those explanations, what, which one do you feel like you connect with the most and which one do you feel like you connect with the least? So just right off the bat, the fact that the, the house is not going to the world, like the arrows aren't all going in one direction, is driving me fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there's a point to that. Um, <laughs> flopping crazy. Um, so, and I, I want to be like super honest and transparent. I'm there, you know, like, and I, I think that's what makes trying to be present and like part of me comes off like I'm and I'm so grateful for what I have. And I think seeing a picture like this, like gets me back to. And this is where like my head is is difficult to live in is like to maintain and grow my present. I need to be focused here. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I need to be focused on the world and also that journey of trying to get into a place where the impact is so much bigger than just my nuclear family and i think by my own admission it it makes me a lot worse when it comes to the people who love me the most and are the closest to me um you know i i've been spending a lot of time on the airplane um but really as a result of just our initial relationship but i think it's it's focusing on the little habits in my day that are ultimately driving me to be better at the things that are external or mm. are internal and are true to me and who I'm becoming, mm. um, which genuinely makes me feel good. And I, I think I've talked to you a little bit about this, but like my initial set of statements on like who I want to be and who I'm becoming, I put them front and center every morning, every day before I really am, am inundated with any decisions or actions. And every decision and every action I take throughout the day is filtered through that list. And it's been amazing. But it hasn't helped me be more present. Mm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna share something that will throw you off a little bit on this. I want to share what I think is a good amount of time you should spend in each one a day. Okay. Am I am I am I, am I close? <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna take this as uh, let's say you just get 18 hours of sleep. Let's say you have 16 hours to really. Invest in your day, 16 hours, give or take. So I'm just going to share, here's a percentage of where I feel like you should spend all of these things. And we're, we're going to talk about it. I'll start over here. I'm going to put 5% over here. I want to put 20% over here. I want to put 75% over here. What do you think about that? <laughs> I'm glad this isn't an exam. I wouldn't have done too good. But, you know, I think seeing it, it it's it's like, you know, one of those statements is to be ferociously present, you know, because I can say all the right things like my memento mori, like we're all going to die. This is our last day. You know, like that 75 percent. It's probably low, 
You know, like why not spend every waking minute that you have on what you have and what you can do today? I think in a weird way too, I, I think back to like the pre thirties, Stephen, mm. where like maybe 99% of my actions were based on what I had today and making the most of the utility I could get out of that day. And I think now I've gone kind of full swing the other way where I'm just so focused on the version of me 30 years in the future and how difficult it's going to be to make the most of every day to get to that vision of myself. Mm. You know, here's the interesting thing. Let's, when we look at this and some people may see 75% or like, wow, that's a lot. Or I spend way more here. I love asking people, especially when you think about this and improvement in your life, are you really spending that much time? Are you really even spending this much time here? And so when we think about this, our mind is probably telling us like, yeah, I'm spending this much time being present or I'm spending about 60% in growth. Probably not when you translate it into hours. So I want to unpack this a little bit more. So when you think about 16 hours, right? 75%, that's 12 hours of saying, hey, can I devote 12 hours to being present? We got 3.2, I think I'm doing this math right. And then we have about 48 minutes. Okay, so let's just process this. Are you a numbers guy? No, I'm not it's a numbers very, guy. Very impressive. <laughs> I got the 20%. I hung with you on that. The 48 <laughs> minutes, I have no fucking clue. I guess you divided it. I guess I got 1.6 divided by 2. Yeah, I'm not a numbers guy, but... <laughs> well done, man. Good job. I've, I've probably done this enough to know. So here's a picture. Like, this idea of 12 hours, 3.2, 48 minutes, I just want you to imagine if you... Okay, prime example, sauna session today. That was you talking about the future, impact the world. Imagine if you had something like that every day for like 20 minutes. And, and this is where I think we probably get thrown off is we're thinking so much about like, I gotta do this today, but we don't spread it out over our life. What does it look like to incorporate all of these? Because what happens, and you probably experienced this, you'll spend all of your thinking here, all of your thinking here, all of your thinking here, and then your life is in shambles. You can't even take out the trash. <laughs> you can't even do simple household things. Your relationships are in shambles, but you got a great vision, right? <laughs> Life is falling apart, but man, vision is great. I'm not going to have anything by the time I reach it, but man, it's great. And that's, that's people's mentality. And so the idea is, of course you want to spend more time here because this is your day-to-day -day life. You want to invest in that so that as you're putting energy in here little by little, which this is plenty of time. I, when people tell me, like, man, I'm slammed all day, I love asking, even clients, tell me what you're doing. I need to know what you are actually doing because I do not think you're investing 3.2 hours into this. And I walk through the day, I'm like, you are not as busy as you really think you are. You have more space. And if you learn how to utilize that time wisely, it's incredible what you can do. And so I want you just to, like, the point isn't for you to say, all right, I got to figure out this 75%. It's more of thinking, this is so important. And even if I do think this way a little bit more, I got to figure out ways to invest in this because these people, this life is what I'm carrying over me as who I want to be. And whoever I want to be, 
if I don't learn how to be present, then it's going to be hard for me to transfer that over here. Right. So thoughts, what are you thinking around that? I think um, like where my head's getting stuck right now too is like, I think it's, I spend 12 hours there, but it's the, the value of focus. Like, am I focused on what I'm doing during those 12 hours? And even like when I look at what tasks or things I may be accomplishing within those 12 hours, my mind, every time I'm doing a task is on the so what, like, why am I doing that task? Like, where is this leading to, you know, we, I was kind of joking with Kay when I got back from my run today too, is like, you know, the last two miles of every one of my runs is I get in the door and I have to get to a notepad, you know, (laughs) and I go to my watch and I have, you can't do notes on here, but you can do reminders. So I have 15 reminders on my watch and the whole two miles, I'm like, Hey Siri, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but I think it's like, enjoy your run. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like just enjoy your run and be focused on that present moment. It was a beautiful day out, nice weather. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like stressing about something that's Friday, (laughs) you know, it's not really that important right now. Um, I also have this weird, like, uh, I don't know if it's saying it's like an anxious tick, but it's also like, I think very warranted where like, I think of things and they really are important. And if I don't get them down, I don't write them down. Like I know myself well enough where like, I may not remember it. And I I like to think that every thought I have is that important now, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like hit a hundred percent of your shots so that you don't miss the one that's important. But yeah, I think it's just trying to focus more and, and really being present in those 12 hours is just a, a big gap I got to work on. <laughs> I love it. And it's something, you know, if I would tell you I would be in this category, and this is something I've put a lot more energy into because people notice. They can tell when you're rushed, like you bring that rushedness and anxiety to conversations. And so these relationships you're building are going to be the ones that go with you in this season and also the ones who are going to help you in this. And so you don't want to neglect it. You're not doing it only for that, but also you enjoy life so much more when you are present. So it is, it is a learned thing, but that's why this who you are section, I don't like rushing through it and you see the arrows because I want people to be like, okay, I'm here, going back here, here for a while. Okay. Going here. It's like, it doesn't have to feel organized, But to be able to shift back and forth and know I need to spend the rest of my day here is so valuable and important. But I want to give you some some perspective around this. And so one thing that I want you to experience when we're working together is I want you to experience a growth culture. And this is probably the, the biggest thing that's important to me, especially when it comes to building community when it comes to engaging with people in coaching, like I want to build a culture of growth. And when I think about culture of growth, it's really in three areas, how people think about growth, their thought process, how they talk about growth with each other and how they take action. Most people, when they're thinking about growing, they're only thinking about action, which is going to throw them off big time. Because you're not addressing how you're thinking. You could take all the action you want, but if your mind and neg- talk is so negative, it's going to enable you from really growing. Same thing with like, okay, well, you want to grow, but the toxic relationships you have and all the negative self-talk and all the people telling you you can't do it, that's going to impact how you grow as well. And so how you think, how you talk, and how you take action are three areas that are really, really important. And for each of these, there are things that you can be asking yourself along the way. 
And so it is really important for the present people to grow, right? You can grow in the space. And that's a challenge that people have, especially in the Western culture. When we think about growth, we're only thinking about here and here. We don't think about growth here. It's like, no, this is too, too, too chill. I need activity. I don't have time to watch the game. I don't have time to spend time with these people. I got I to gotta move. I got things I got to grow in. I need to change the world. So we, we totally neglect this. Like, this isn't a proper place to grow. You can grow so much here and still change the world. And that, that's like a, a mindset shift that I want everybody to have is this is not a bad place to be. It's not like, okay, I'm only going to be present when I need rest. No, we should be excited like, oh, I can't wait to do this because I know it's going to fill me and there's going to be some incredible opportunities. It's going to make me a better version of myself. And so you can grow in all of these stages. This is, I think, the growth-minded stage. This is where people who like being here, they like to be challenged. They like to, be gro- they like to grow. They like to try new things. And here are the visionaries. So you have... How do I be more present? What does it look like to be growth-minded in my day-to-day? And how do I improve and get better? And how do I become a visionary so I can leave my imprint on the world? Are you seeing the connection between all three of those? Yeah. So I'm going to give you this, and, and I want to hear your thoughts, and everybody watching you will be able to see on the screen as well. What I wanted to do is kind of show you a picture of, like, this is what it looks like to kind of think about these different areas, what it looks like in a conversation, and then also what it looks like to take action. They don't have to be huge things, but the little things that we do, it all starts with our thinking. If we start shifting that a little bit, then we can start enjoying every single one of these spaces a little bit more and not getting lost in the big vision. Like, oh my gosh, what I'm going to do, make the big vision or the action step very small and tangible. And so I want you to just like, Walk, walk me through it. I want you to read yeah. each one and then just tell me some of your thoughts on it. So this is present. And so first one is think about growth. How intentional am I being with my relationships right now? <laughs> and, you know, I will say, too, like the reaction is probably not fitting. Like, I'm trying. You know, we're, we're working on it. It's an intentional task. Mm. It's even calendared on Thursdays, you know, like especially the ones that are really important to me and it's part of my journaling process. Talk about growth. Talk with a friend, counselor, coach, significant other about findings. Good on that one. (laughs) Uh, Take action. Set a priority to have a phoneless dinner with your significant other or friends. So this is just an example. There's millions of examples. But I want you to get the picture of, oh, here's a simple way to be present. Are you seeing the connection with that? I am. And it's interesting, though, how it's an action and it's like something is actually you're you're reducing something, mm. you know, like it's it's not like I when I first started to glaze over, I was like, have a phone set of priority, have a phone call, like make a phone call. But yeah, it's a really interesting perspective. Take action in the present. Set a priority to have a phoneless dinner with your significant other. So the, the idea I want you to get is oh, when, just dinner, you when know, you're, I think it's like the other thing that's like, just, just sit down and have dinner, which is funny. Cause I 100%. feel like growing up, it was like, it was like one of the things and I don't know if it was just like the Catholic background, but it was like, that, that was, that was the thing mm. dinner every night, you know, like can of corn, chicken, green beans, if it was bad day, you know, like, but it was a staple. And now it's like, if we sit down and eat breakfast, lunch or dinner together, it's, being done in parallel with Mm. so many other things you know it's not a moment in time with somebody that i care about Mm. 
Growth-minded. Where is an area I would like to grow in this quarter? Uh, talk with growth. Share, share your growth area with a friend and ask if they will hold you accountable in a weekly call. For take action, build a habit around this area. I think this one hits really home to me just with the work we've been doing together. I think this is where um, I still am very short-term with my thinking too, you know? And I think like uh, the example we'll use for this, like the marathon. Like we almost came across something that I knew was going to need to take more than three months, you know? Because I think that's where I'm always so occasionally great, not consistently good. And this is like, I just, it's just been a great habit to build the habit being running mm. and building endurance and then really working towards this outcome of being able to do it for 26.2 miles. And I don't miss an opportunity to talk about that every day with strangers and people that are sick of hearing it already. You know, I, love it. <laughs> I think the growth minded has really been developed. I think when I look at the, the 20% and the 3.2 hours, you know, like my mind is like immediately going to like, well, does the gym qualify? I think that's somewhat being in the present. And then the 3.2 hours is accounting for the fact that I'm building the right habits. But I think like reading falls into that category for me. Stretching. I think about the new good habits that I'm developing that I fucking hate doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Flopping hate doing. <laughs> yeah, I think that's where like I keep coming back to that. And uh, even just like the dog walk every day. You know, like trying to be a great pup papa for my dogs, yeah. like every day. And it's something I, I, I hate doing it. I hate taking the dogs for a walk, whether it's because I ran that day or it's just pain, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's helping me. And I think it's not just helping me in the form of aerobic exercise that I don't care about. It's spending time with my dogs. Yeah. You know, you're not on this planet just to deal with your dogs, give them a good life, right? It means so much to them. I don't mean to talk about dogs like they're humans, but I love it. it's just a hilarious thing in my brain of how put out I feel taking my dogs for a walk, knowing how happy it makes them, you know? And like part of that frustration earlier we were talking about is when my dogs want to go for a walk, <laughs> you know? I don't know. Anyways, visionary. And, and I, I will say like you are, I was almost hesitant to put percentages because I didn't want you to get caught up in that. This can fluctuate so much. The main thing I want you to see is this deserves most. Since we're talking about who you are, this deserves a lot of our attention. And why I love this the most, this section, why I love it the most, it reminds me that I can be content. Mm. Now, here and here, it's you're pushing forward. This is pushing a little bit more, and this is pushing a lot more. So... You can get wrapped up in here so much, you're like, man, I'm not here. What am I doing? This reminds you to be content and grateful for what you have. Wow, I have a home. (laughs) I, I I can actually go run several miles right now. I have a gym I can go to. I have friends I can call. I have a family that loves me. Being content can be a challenge, but this contentment and this gratitude fuels this stuff. It fuels it so much. And that's why I'm like, man, people are missing out of this so much because if they only spend more time here, they're going to have way more energy here and here. Just like you talked about earlier, you said, you know what? I really want to keep this consistent. Like I want to keep this going. The secret isn't here. It's not in here and it's not here. The secret is here. It's contentment. It's gratitude. 
in your day-to-day that fuels all the other things that you're able to do. It's really interesting that you mentioned it too because I, and it literally was when I parked and was walking over here, like I take for granted every day our safety. Like, whether that's at the country level or the town level, but even just being in Sandy Springs, like, parking, car, walking, like, going for the run today, it is just the entitlements that we just mm-hmm. overlook all the time. You know, I I hate that, but I love the moment when I remember it. And then I just try to keep that stuff front and center because it's so important. And it's, yeah. again, something you just take for granted. And what I love and I think is so special about life, too, is, like, we earned it. You know, yes, a lot of it was given to us, but like the fact that you and I can be privileged enough to be working in Sandy Springs, like, God, that's, that's awesome. I'm blessed, you know, like that's a, that's just an amazing thing. And I hate that I overlook it or don't ever think about it, Mm. but it's awesome. You know, (laughs) long way from Queens. (laughs) I love it. Um, All right. Next one's visionary. What kind of impact do I want to have on the world? Attend a book club that relates to that area to keep the conversation going. Set a goal to read six books on that topic this year. So I want you to get this picture of, I know your mind works and there's a lot of things in your mind. If you can bring those things to something practical. Now, you might think in your head, like, what is a book club going to do for this big vision? What is this going to do? These bo- but that is a stepping stone for where, who you want to be and where you want to go. And that's what I want you to start to see because I don't want you to just take leaps. <laughs> you're like, there's a big clip where you're like, okay, I'm about to take this huge leap. I want you to take a step. The step still counts. It still works really, really well. And so if you start thinking about whether you're in this zone, whether you're in this zone, whether you're in this zone – there is a practical way that you can think about it well, you can talk about it well, you can take action in it well. And a big shift I want to, want you to have is really the mindset around, are you, is there negative self-talk that's really taking over here? Are you thinking more negatively when you're in this space? Are you thinking more with a fixed mindset when you're in this place? Are you down and out about the world and everything that's going wrong? That's not going to help you either. So these questions are forward-thinking, positive, the impact you can make, things that you're bringing outside of yourself, and there can be a tendency for you and others to go the other direction, like, well, this is going wrong, this is going wrong. That's not going to really help you. How do you really take the stuff that's in you and start making forward progression? And this is just giving you an example of like, wow, these are practical things you can do that can help you move closer to who you are and who you're becoming and who you want to be. I have, uh, this is what makes me uncomfortable. Mm. Is that weird? You know, and it's funny because I feel like you know me well enough. Like, I mean, I'm not shy to talk, you know, it's, it's finding somebody like, and it has nothing to do. I think maybe it does, but like, let me just say this because I'm thinking it, but like, are they worthy? Mm. Uh, It's like such an arrogant thing to hear yourself say, but like, Think about how I've opened up to you since I first took the opportunity to really get to know Ike, mm-hmm. right? Not just as the, you know, extremely diligent, disciplined guy at the gym, but, like, the human that is Ike Ubasaneke. Like, as soon as I saw who you were, this talking about growth was, mm-hmm. like, so easy, you know? But 
like attending a book club. Like, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> are you crazy? You know? Like, yeah. But then I think about the sauna talk today and, and the feedback I got from those kids, like invaluable. And not because it was validating. It was the insecurity I felt when we opened the conversation up to them. Like that was a moment where I was like, whoa, uncomfortable. Enjoy. <laughs> but it's, it's really interesting, man. And again, like never would have happened if you weren't there. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's where I want to like take you in my brain for a second to, so you can see how moments like that are so valuable because I love having present questions of if I'm in the sauna, who's going to be in here today? I wonder if we'll get in a good conversation, man. If this person comes in, I would love to bring this, this up. I wonder how this person's doing with this. And these are the questions going on in my mind. Now, if the questions are, gosh, man, today I'm, oh, I can't wait to get over this or man, I gotta go into office. And that's what typically happens, right? People's present time is spent with more negative things. But if you shift that perspective to, let me have a growth mindset. Let me think about growth minded stuff in a present way. Like I know this person, this person, this person is gonna come in. I see while we're talking, these three people are really intently listening. What if we bring them in? How is this going to be a growth opportunity for them? Do you see how like the mindset shift, like it's not even vocalized, but you're taking that action to talk about it because you've already been thinking about it in a healthy way. And that's what I think can really, really happen more and more with you. The comfortability in talking about it is really going to be around your thinking. Not thinking like, man, well, what if they steal this idea or what if this happens? Your thinking is going to be like, Oh man, this is going to be a great opportunity. What if they give me an idea that helps me become even more who I want to be? What if they give me an idea that triggers something that opens another door? And that type of mentality gets you excited about every conversation you're going to have. <laughs> it's awesome. And I, I'm also thinking like, you do that shit intentionally. Like you, you, you know those opportunities are going to come and you changed eight people's lives this morning with having a growth mindset conversation unbeknownst to any of us. Mm. Like, was that something you worked on? Is that like a skill you built or you just are that intentional with growing all the time? Cause it's like first time I actually realized in like definitely zero doubt in my mind that every single time I'm in the sauna with you, I'm talking about growth and positive things. And I, like I literally, we, we joke like I go, I almost die because we get so into what we're yeah. talking about. Like I gotta get the flop out of here, you know? Like I gotta go. But it's just more even endearing to me that to know that like that's something that you're doing in an extremely genuine way. It's not just accidental. Like you're not just asking me a question. You know, it's it's to cultivate an amazing opportunity for whoever's around to hear that. Um, it's amazing, man. And. It goes back to simply, how are we thinking? And that's why I wanted to start with the mindset. And that's why I think thinking about growth, the way you think, is such a big piece. We talk about action all the time. We don't talk about our thinking and our conversations. Those things are shaping us in such a big way. And so I, I've done exercises before where I would say every hour on my phone, I would put an alarm. And in the alarm, the reminder will say, recall how many negative thoughts have you had in the past hour? How many positive thoughts have you had? 
And in doing something like that, it showed me like, wow, I am dwelling on way more positive thoughts that I give myself credit for. I need to be aware of this because these positive thoughts, these negative thoughts are influencing how I'm doing my work, how I'm engaging my relationships, everything. So we think this stuff all the time, but opportunities like the sauna won't happen if that's how we're thinking. If all our thoughts are so negative and the only thing we know how to do is like greet people, hey, what's up? We're not gonna be thinking about growth-minded opportunities. We're not gonna be saying like, huh, who can I influence in the gym today? Who's coming in there? I know we are the people who people know because we're there all the time, who's new? Should I go say hey to them? Let me find out a little bit more about this person. Okay, this person going to sauna. Okay, these high school students are there. Here, what can we do here? You can't do that if you're wrapped up in all the negativity around you. You can only do that if you're growth-minded. And so when we talk about taking action, this is why I love this picture here. When we talk about taking action, it takes all three of these to do it well. It takes you being able to think about growth, talk about growth, take action in all three of these areas to really be able to have forward progression. That's why a lot of people get stuck. They go and they stop, they go and they stop, but they don't see the continuation because they didn't first start with their mind. Their conversations are shallow. They're not deep enough to really unpack certain things. And then also when they take action, they don't know how to build habits and routines and all that. And so when we, when we process through this, We think about who you are. I want you to get this picture. This is, this is like the, the picture I love to think about. Mm. Mm. That I am becoming more of who I already am. That's why I don't wanna just like let this go. A lot of people are living with an outdated version of themselves. It's outdated. They're hanging on to a negative experience in the past saying, well, this is me now or a positive experience in high school, in college, you're like, well, you ever met someone like, man, in college, remember this, remember this day? You're like, yo, you're 34 years old. Why are you still hanging on to that? There's so much more life you've experienced, but you're living with this outdated version of yourself. And so there's people who are living with an outdated version of themselves, but if they only kind of capture like, okay, this is who I am, but I don't want to let that go because all of those experiences have shaped me to be who I am today. So I'm becoming more of who I am, and I'm also becoming more of who I want to be. And that's the picture I want you to be able to see. How do you become more of who you are, becoming present, becoming aware of that, and also how do you become more of who you want to be? That's this whole section here. This is where... All of your goals, your challenges, your habits, your routines, your priorities are set. But they're not just random, like, oh, this sounds like a cool habit to do. This No, these things are set because they're who you want to be and also part of who you are. It's not separate. It's all together. It's like, oh, I'm doing this because this is part of who I am. But also, I see some gaps and it's who I want to be. So I want to stress myself. Otherwise, why in the hell am I swimming, bro? Why am I swimming? Why would I do that? It's retarded. I could go the rest of my life without doing it. But no, I do see it's not a part of who I am in my past, but it is a part of who I want to be. So guess what? I'm going to bring it into this because it's a part of that. Love it. Then it becomes who I am now. That's awesome, man. Ego keeps coming to my mind, too. And the part you mentioned, too, uh, I think about it. I, I talked a little bit about it with the stuff and the material nature. But, like, 
I'm proud of the fact that I've always been able to recreate or to your perfect point, elaborate and refine mm. who I am, right? And I mean, it goes all the way back to when I was a child, never mind through the high school, the college, the working careers, like, and I, I think about this in the, in the frame of reference of like the way you make people feel when you interact with them. I love when I was really getting into ego and I, I always found myself in situations where like, and I, I attribute this to an Atlanta thing, by the way, but I think back a lot when I was in New York city or Boston, wherever, like you see someone and you just hate them for no reason. And you never talk to them, never cross paths. And there's always been a couple of times where like magically, maybe you see each other out and you have a, Hey, what's up, man? You're from the gym. Like, it's such a magical mm. moment when you realize that everybody is such a great person mm. and everybody deserves the opportunity to see the best version of you. It's how can I be intentional about that more often and not constantly think the worst or, you know, think that there's always an angle or something like put yourself out there and be open. But I think it's also just that acknowledgement of my own ego mm. to be like, to be just very aware when that's happening and realize this is like a super cool high school kid that's starting his own business that I can really help. <laughs> that was you, right? That was like a, you like pulled the pin of the grenade. Just help Griff, <laughs> tell him about your business. There's opportunities everywhere. And that's a fun thing. And the opportunities that you experience in the present, the opportunities that you're experiencing as you're growing, help this. And I think that's a disconnect. A lot of people have, they're like, I'm focused on the future. I'm trying to grow. Boom, boom. I got big plans. I'm like, do you think those plans are going to magically happen? No, those plans are going to happen when you start investing in your day-to-day. There's day-to-day people you're going to meet. There's experiences you're going to have that will shape this and this. And we're missing it. And so when we engage in all three of these, life is such a beautiful thing. And we don't have to think about growth in this constant battle of achieving, achieving, achieving. If you change an ounce the way you think, you're growing. If your conversations start going even deeper with K, deeper with other relationships, you're growing. Yeah. If you have achievements, you're growing as well. But the little stuff all the way to the big stuff matters. And I, while we go through this, I'm not just going to celebrate the bigger things and achievements. I'm going to say, bro, the way you were thinking three weeks ago has shifted. Let me tell you how it shifted. You got to celebrate that. That's just as valuable and as important. You have little things like that happen over a six months, year, five year, 10 year period. Can you imagine where you're going to be? Yeah. One step closer to this. Love it. Love it, man. Cool. All right. <laughs> so here's what we're going to close out. Now, I gave you an assignment to, to do, and I want to spend kind of our remaining time just talking through that. Um, You know, I wanted to really dive into this, who you are. It's complex. There's a lot to it. Um, But I want you to kind of think through that picture of, okay, this is, I think it's right here. Okay, perfect. This is, this is, this is who I am. And so I said, now I intentionally made these words more positive because based on what you said, you went straight to like, I know that I'm this, I'm this. I'm like, man, bro, give yourself a break. Like, man, there, there's a lot of great things about you. But these, these words are really positive. And I think it's fun that you did this with Kay as well. I want to bring her into this. I think it's cool to get an outside perspective, but also kind of like 
really say these are this is who I am. I also love you mentioned this. There's a sense when you look at these is like, well, I'm not here yet, but this is who I want to be. And so you should feel and experience that. But talk me through what it felt like just trying to figure out words that described you. It was crazy how fast 50 went. Mm. You know, I think that was like the first and it was one of those things like in full transparency. So like Kay went through and put like a little dot next to everything that she thought there was maybe 85. I went through probably 86, (laughs) you know, and uh, then like when I took a step back and I just started kind of hitting these things, there was a deep moment on some of these. Some of them were like so fucking fast like Mm -hmm. faithful you know like there's some things and i can tell like specific stories in my path past that it's just like and even something is like kind of not it's very meaningful to me but like punctual you know like some of these are just very like that is who i am and then it's that middle ground where it's like well i've been batting 800 on being compassionate but the 200 don't circle that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's like, am I all in? Am I mostly there? Is it a work in progress? Um, and then there was also a little bit of, uh, I, I've worked a lot at being comfortable and I think like the negative version is arrogant, right? But like, I know there's things that I'm really good at and I'm comfortable saying that I'm competent, that I'm capable, that I'm knowledgeable, but it's mostly a derivative of like the work I put in to be knowledgeable, right? So like those types of things, I think as I've worked through this, it was almost like a little victorious to finally be able to be like, I can tell people that I'm kind. Because you have to work hard to be a kind person. It's an evil world, you know? But these are things like, despite batting 800 on some of them, there are some that I'm like, I treat people the way they deserve to be treated, you know? As you did this exercise, the memories that were coming up, did you find them leaning more towards a certain area maybe it's work maybe it's home maybe it's childhood like where where were the memories coming from to make you choose these words i think uh most of them were current you know i think there wasn't and i think as i like walked through some of these i definitely hit on some of those memories and i think this is where like the process in and of itself was reassuring you know it's kind of like when you reflect back on your career or like some of your skill sets and like we talked about like working out on the podcast where it's like, you know, you thought you knew what you were doing eight years ago and now you're here. Like now I should have probably circled active, but that still didn't get circled, you know, because I only had 50 and it just wasn't that important to me, but definitely current was, was interesting. And I think it's because it's the best version of me, most refined. Um, you know, had you given this to me in high school, I probably would have thought, what are the ones that, you know, the cute girl would think you're badass, like Danny Zuko, mm-hmm. you know, cigarette in my leather jacket type bullshit. <laughs> but I think it's uh, in in that regard, too. I don't think I gave it credit at the time, but it was actually probably something where I, I was very mature as I approached this. I love it because that's going to lead to the homework I'm giving you. So okay. I'm giving you two things to do. Um, the first one, which I think this is going to be fun for you. I think it, it, it could be a little challenging, but I think it'll be fun to kind of process through this i am giving you the sheet and the sheet is you breaking down where these words first showed up in your life so it's going to be 0 to 12 13 to 18 19 to 29 30 plus and i want you to really think through where did i first 
recognize this. It might be someone told it to you. It might be a story that you saw it expressed in your life, whatever it may be. But I want you to dig back. Where did these words first show up? And that's what we're going to first start mm-hmm. off and talk about. And the second thing is, you know, we talk about who you want to be, but I have some intentional questions that I just want you to think through of, okay, here, here's a process I'm thinking through who I want to be. I want you to answer those questions. I'm also going to give you like some other clients of how they've thought through who they want to be cool. just so you can like think through it and refine it a little bit as you've thought through that. But I think this first exercise is going to be really good for you to, to just dig back in your childhood and start to see the trends and the themes of how you're thinking through who you are. And I think that's going to also help us move forward in specific areas as we continue. Cool, man. I love it. It's good. Okay, y'all, this is <laughs> the first session of the Grow or Die Coaching Podcast. I, I kind of like forgot that we were filming for a second, but this is fun. And I hope that as you are engaging with this, I'll make sure I put the content so it's available if you want to go along with it yourself. But hopefully there's maybe a nugget or two or something that clicked for you as you are going on your own journey, right? We're, we're trying to grow. We're trying to figure out this thing that we call life to be the best version of ourselves, to really all the things that we have in us to see them express, right? Every single one of us has something unique and special and valuable to offer the world. And part of our job is to figure that out. And so hopefully through this process, we're not saying you're going to figure that out, but you can get one step closer to that. There might be something that you cling on to and hold on to that really is helpful for you. But please let us know your thoughts, what you're thinking. If you have any questions, we really want to help you on this journey. So tune in to the next episode on the Grow or Die podcast. Cool. Awesome, man. Question being, who are you becoming? And third question being, who do you want to be?